0: Good evening. Thank you for attending today's Engage Smart Q4 2021 earnings call. My name is Selena, and I will be your moderator. All lines will be muted during the presentation portion of the call, with an opportunity for questions and answers at the end. If you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. I'll now turn the call over to Josh Schmidt from Engage Smart.
1: Josh? Thank you, and good evening. With me on today's call are Bob Bennett, Chief Executive Officer, and Cassandra Hudson, Chief Financial Officer. Our earnings, press release, supplemental presentation, and associated Form 8K can be found at investors.engagesmart.com. Within the supplemental presentation, we are providing a more detailed breakout of our revenue by segment into the following categories. Subscription, transaction, usage-based fees, and other. During this call, we will be discussing certain forward-looking information. Actual results could differ materially from those contemplated by these forward-looking statements. Please refer to the risk factor section of our quarterly report on Form 10-Q and other SEC filings for more information on the risks regarding these forward-looking statements and risk factors associated with our business. All metrics discussed during this call are non-GAAP unless otherwise noted. A reconciliation of non-GAAP metrics to the nearest GAAP metric can be found in our earnings press release and supplemental presentation, both of which are available on the investor relations section of our website. This call is being webcast live and will be available for replay on our website at smart.com. I would now like to turn the call over to our CEO, Bob Bennett.
2: Thank you, Josh. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us. We are excited to host our fourth quarter and fiscal 2021 earnings call on the heels of a strong quarter and an outstanding year. Delivering on our mission of simplifying customer and client engagement can be directly attributed to our customers, our partners, and our employees, and I remain humbled by their contributions and continued commitment to engage smart success. Before digging deeper into the details of our performance, I'd like to share with you a few of the highlights that we are really proud of. We've seen tremendous customer growth of 39% year-over-year in our SMV segment, where we now serve over 79,000 customers. Our strong organic customer growth is primarily driven by word-of-mouth and the strength of our end-to-end product suite. For example, one of our dietitian group customers was able to eliminate four separate vendor solutions in favor of simple practice. The improved efficiency enabled each dietitian in the practice to see an additional patient each day. At the same time, we are driving continued innovation across our solutions. For example, we added mobile app payment features and introduced integrated diagnosing code, which simplifies case management and documentation while driving cost savings. We are serving more verticals today than ever before and are focusing on several high-growth areas. We plan to further invest in these verticals and drive customization of features for a fit that becomes unparalleled in the market. And in our enterprise segment, we are experiencing great traction as we serve over 3,100 customers across our three solutions, We are seeing strong organic growth driven by product innovation, partnerships, and our focus on having a leading value proposition. This includes e-payments and other options to help customers get paid faster, easier, and without paper. For Invoice Cloud, the largest revenue contributor in the enterprise segment, we provide multiple payment alternatives for all our billers, including PayPal, Venmo, and others, in a space where the market is still largely running on checks. We are excited that our progress has been recognized with a short listing of Invoice Cloud by the Cloud Award in the category of Best Cloud Payment, Finance, or Billing Solution. In our donor drive solution, we are honored to support fantastic charities such as Extra Life, a one-of-a-kind 24-hour gaming marathon benefiting Children's Miracle Network hospitals. We are helping them raise huge amounts of money through the advanced social features found in our technology. We helped ExtraLife raise over three million dollars in donations in a single weekend. Stories like these get us excited to be part of Engage Smart. If you recall, we founded Engage Smart because activities like paying bills, scheduling appointments, onboarding new patients, and client communication shouldn't be that hard. We've come a long way today we are driving digital adoption in a 28 billion dollar market customers are increasingly adopting our offerings to drive digital adoption and self-service as they simplified engagement with their clients why because engage smart solutions help improve their businesses lower operating expenses and reduce wasted time turning to financial headlines for the fourth quarter and full year EngageSmart delivered another quarter of record revenue performance. Total revenue in the quarter increased by 37% year-over-year to $61.6 million, driven by strong revenue growth of 55% in our SMB segment and 23% in our enterprise segment. For the full year 2021, total revenue was $216.3 million, an increase of 48% from the prior year. In the SMB segment, we delivered incredible annual year-over-year growth of 74%. And in the enterprise segment, annual revenue grew 28%. Cassandra will review our financials in more detail later. But first, let me give you a high-level update on our progress and execution in our SMB and enterprise, in our SMB and enterprise segment. Simple practice now serves 10 wellness vertical markets, including mental health, speech-language pathology, Occupational therapy, nutrition, chiropractic, and physical therapy, among others. While our roots are in mental health, our newer markets are high-growth engines for our SMB segment, and we intend to increase our investment in product and marketing to drive growth in these markets. And practitioners across these wellness practitioners across these wellness markets are attracted to simple practice. solution for business management, solution for business management scheduling appointments. Documenting cases, deploying documenting cases, deploying telehealth, billing and payment management. This is a high growth management. This is a high growth that's growth. Patient visits continue to grow as the pandemic begins. Continue to grow as the pandemic begins. SMB customer growth we experience is a result of increased technology adoption that was technology adoption that was catalyzed by the pandemic and has now become a secular shift in behavior. Our enterprise segment, our specific engagement capabilities, specific engagement capabilities with a modern digital commerce experience. We have more than 31 utilities, healthcare, financial services, corporate, financial services, corporate, and nonprofit giving, all using our invoice cloud, HealthPay 24, and donor drive solutions. We saw excellent momentum in the fourth quarter and the full year go live, and the continue to go live and the continued adoption of our digital solutions. During the fourth quarter, we saw strong new customer acquisition, alliance partners in our core vertical, alliance partners in our core verticals. One example of the traction we're seeing with our alliance partners is Utilities Group, Invoice Utilities Group. Invoice Cloud is the largest payments partner for Harris Utilities Group, and that partnership continues to expand with the launch of the Silverblaze customer engagement Hundreds of, mutual customers dem- hundreds of mutual customers benefit from our Harris partnership, including the city of Arlington, Texas, who has been working on driving buses. The city of Arlington, city of Arlington since working with us, has already realized an estimated 60% decrease in payment-related calls and $30,000 in annual savings and printing costs alone. Advantages such as these underscore the great value and leadership teams are bringing to the market. Speaking of leadership, leadership, we're particularly excited about the new addition of Kevin O'Brien, who will be leading this business as president of enterprise to build upon our faith. Kevin comes to us from base. Kevin comes to us from PTC and brings an excellent track record of leadership in product and go-to-market that will be valuable for our enterprise solutions. Looking forward, the market for customer engagement and online bill payment software remains vast. Increasingly aware that driving, increasingly aware that driving digital self service and providing customers with multiple ways to pay has been proven to reduce late or lost payments and to increase customer satisfaction overall. With that, I'll turn the call to Cassandra and to Hudson. Cassandra?
3: Thank you, Bob. I appreciate everyone joining us today for our Q4 and full year 2021 earnings call. We delivered excellent Q4 results which well exceeded the guidance we provided on our last earnings call for revenue and adjusted EBITDA. Total revenue for Q4 was $61.6 million, representing an increase of the two key, met- the two key metrics driving our strong revenue results are total customer count and transactions process. As of the end of Q4 2021, our total customer count increased by 23,000 to 83,000 total customers, which grew 37% and was mainly as a result of new customers acquired within our SMB segment. Similarly, we saw 41% growth in transactions processed by our solutions year over year, with 31.2 million transactions in Q4 2021 compared to 22.1 million in Q4 2020. We also saw continued strength in our net revenue retention rate, which was 119% for 2021, driven by our SMB customers continuing to add licenses for additional practitioners and increased utilization of our payment solutions. In addition, our net revenue retention rate is fueled by growth in digital payment adoption for existing customers within the enterprise segment. Our SMB segment continues to perform exceptionally well, with fourth quarter revenue coming in at $31.1 million, representing 55% year-over-year growth. Subscription revenue of $21.2 million grew 48%, driven by continued growth in new customer ads and add-on licenses for additional practitioners. Transaction and usage-based revenue of $9.5 million grew 68%, as our customers continue to process more transactions on our platform. Our enterprise segment also delivered strong results with reported revenue of $30.6 representing 23% year-over-year growth. Our enterprise revenue growth was impacted by a one-time hardware sale of $700,000 that occurred in Q4 2020, associated with the migration of customers from legacy on-prem solutions to our HealthPay 24 SaaS platform. The vast majority of the revenue in our enterprise segment is derived from transaction and usage-based fees which grew 28% in Q4 2021. To provide further color on the top line and address the market interest in COVID and our quarterly growth compares, I want to share the following, as well as outline growth drivers that we see for 2022. For Engage Smart, COVID accelerated our top-line growth rate in 2020 across both segments of our business. With respect to SMB, we were in a great position to serve the immediate increase in demand that we saw from mental health practitioners at the outset of the pandemic. We had elevated levels of new customer ads in Q2 and Q3 of 2020 as practitioners quickly added digital a mostly virtual world, a mostly virtual world, and been stable over the last five five quarters. In addition, we saw higher revenue from existing customers as they added practitioners to their practices and processed more payments through us. We believe coming out of COVID, our SMB segment will continue to benefit from strong secular tailwinds in digitization and technology adoption. Contactless payments drove an improvement. Contactless payments drove an improvement in the rate of digital payment adoption across our Invoice Cloud customer base, accelerating growth from existing customers throughout 2020. Now that things have normalized, we expect more consistent top-line growth rates in 2022 as we move on from COVID comparisons. In terms of secular growth drivers for our business, the tailwinds remain highly attractive. In SMB, the wellness markets we serve today are large and relatively untapped. We remain confident that simple practice tailwinds will continue to benefit from high demand for digital transformation within our target market, loan for our simple practice offering, and for our simple practice offering, and a high LTV to CAC ratio that can be dialed into investments to drive growth. Our COVID silver lining is that we have a larger install base for simple practice that has a pattern of adding license subscriptions and payment transaction volumes as their businesses grow. It also means a larger base of customers who provide word of mouth referrals, which is a major source to another growth opportunity in our simple practice. Another growth opportunity in our simple practice business is the continued build out and innovation of our product suite as we further tailor it to suit the nine new practice areas we now address. As Bob illustrated with his dietitian example, we are in a position to advance our offerings and further innovate on new features to serve distinct vertical needs. This should positively impact top-of-funnel activity. Finally, we are rolling out new pricing and packaging, including an entry-level option that we believe should help attract more practitioners to our solution. We have incorporated our telehealth offering into the higher-tiered packages to better align with the needs of our customers. For enterprise, New customer goal lives will continue to be a core driver of our growth as we expect a meaningful portion of our twenty two growth to come from billers going live within the year as well as the full year in twenty twenty one. Trans twenty twenty one. Transaction growth with our existing billers driven by increased digital payment adoption will also continue to contribute to our growth in twenty twenty two. Now moving on to margins. Our adjusted gross margin for Q4 2021 decreased to 78% from 79% driven by the migration to a new, and driven by the migration to a new improved telehealth backend provider in early 2021. And additional licensing costs incurred in Q4 2021. Both core expenses increased 7.8 million. Expenses increased 7.8 million, driven by our continued investment for growth in new customer acquisition. Growth in new customer acquisition. Segment as we target new channels. Segment as we target new channels and broaden our brand to reach customers. R&D expenses increased 3.6 million to 9.3 million driven by our investment in engineering. Driven by our investment in engineering headcount focused on new product development. As enhancing our existing solutions. As enhancing our existing solutions. G&A costs increased 2.9 million. G&A costs increased 2.9 million to absorbing public company operating to absorbing public company operating offering in September adjusted EBITDA was 6.3 million for the quarter was million for the quarter representing 10.2% million or 17.4% 1000000 or 17.4% margin in the fourth quarter of 2020 Meaningful improvement in, profit- meaningful improvement in profitability in 2020 Driven by, our, well as a temporary easing in our, well as a temporary easing in our, while we have since ramped up our investment spend and are investing heavily in product spend and are investing heavily in product drive revenue growth given the opportunities we see in the marketplace, we continue to remain highly profitable, continue to remain highly profitable. Moving to the balance sheet, as of just 254.3 million in cash and cash equivalent. During the fourth quarter, our change in cash was mainly related to free cash flow of 2.7 million offset by the payment of 2.4 million of costs associated with our initial public offering. With that, I'll move on to our, With that, I'll move on to our 2022. For Q1, we expect revenue in the range of 61 million to 62.5 million, which implies 5 million, which implies at the midpoint of our range. We're at the midpoint of our range. We expect adjusted EBITDA in the range of 5.4 million and 6.2 million. Which represents an adjusted even at the midpoint. For the full at the midpoint. For the full year, 180, 180 million and 285 million, or revenue growth of approximately 31%. We expect to be in the range of 29 million, expect to be in the range of 29 million and 31 million, which represents an adjusted even margin of roughly 10 percent to drive growth and maintain product leadership. As you adjust your models, please keep the following in mind. We typically see a step down in revenue we typically see a step down in revenue, enterprise segment, due to the timing of transactions in Q4 associated with tax billing within Invoice Cloud and the concentration of large fundraising events for donor drive. We expect that sales and marketing spend will increase meaningfully as the percentage spend will increase meaningfully as a percentage to drive top of funnel, can to drive top of funnel, can fall the wellness markets we serve. And continue to add sales capacity and continue to add sales capacity. We expect R&D spend will increase as a percentage of revenue driven by our, as a percentage of revenue driven by our leadership. We expect G&A costs to decrease as a percentage of revenue after fully absorbing public company operating costs in the second half of 2022. And we expect depreciation to increase approximately 20% year over year driven by an increase in capitalized software costs. Given the opportunities we have in our current markets and our track record of success, we continue to target top line growth rates at or above 30% for the next several years. From a long-term perspective, we are targeting EBITDA margins of 30% or higher, comprised of growth margins within the 80 to 82% range, sales and marketing expenses of 25 to 30%, which will vary based on overall rent, which will vary based on overall rent, 12 to 15%, given our focus on maintaining overall product leadership, in G&A, in the eight to ten percent, in G&A, in the eight to ten percent of these and economies of scale. These and economies of scale. Uh, for closing comments. Uh, for closing comments.
2: Three. We are excited about the record result. We are excited about the record a Public company, including a strong finish in Q4. Our solutions have high adoption. Our solutions have high adoption affinity, as evidenced by customer count, trial conversion. Transaction volume and transaction volume third-party awards. EngageMark's success will continue. EngageMark's success will continue to be driven by three simple factors: the focus playbook, driven by focus playbook, driven by three groups of people organized around a common purpose. We are proud to have incredible talent across the entire organization. Second, product leadership as measured by adoption. Customers don't want to regularly make system changes. We make system changes and maintains product leadership and maintains product leadership. H-mark. Third, H smart. Third, uh, we are still in very early innings and have captured less than one percent of market share. And we have the best staff solution in our. Book. We have the best staff solutions in our. Book. Excited about the future. We are focused on delighting our customers, growing our business and creating shareholder value while we make a positive impact in the world. We appreciate you all joining. we appreciate you all joining us on this call. Thank you very much.
0: If you like to ask a question if you like to ask any question, please press star fill up by one on your telephone keypad. please press star fill up by two. Jin, please press star fill up by two. Star one. As a reminder, if you are using a speakerphone, please. if you are using a speakerphone, please. asking your question. We will ask you your question. Will. The, first question comes, the first question comes from Bob and Shaw. What do Bank think?
1: Great, thanks for being my question. And congrats on a strong end to 2021. this uh, first for 2021. this uh, first for surface, thank you, guidance. Any thoughts on how we should think about the performance of SMB versus enterprise going forward, and system enterprise going forward, and system is a simple practice kind of flow through the model, environmental model, the environmental model, uh color will be appreciated. Great.
3: Thanks, Bhavin, and uh, good to, to connect with you again. Um, So in terms of the guide for 2022, you know, we're we're not guiding at the segment level, but our total revenue guidance um, for both Q1 and the full year 2022 implies, you know, 30% growth or higher at the midpoint of our – or higher at the midpoint of our – stable growth continuing from both segments. Um, continued strength in terms of revenue growth from SMB well above the fleet average, um, the fleet average, um, and then kind of consistent growth rate from the enterprise segment with uh, with what we've been seeing in the back half of 20, we've been seeing in the back half of 20. Um, and then in terms of contribution from, of contribution from, some, you know, early days still, I would say we've just um, released our, our, our rolled-out pricing to new customers and our uh, transitioning pricing for existing customers over the first half of this year. And customers over the first half of this year. Um, you know, those changes I think put us in a good position to. I think put us in a good position to um, serve better customer acquisition on the lower end with the introduction to an entry-level uh, entry-level offering um, that we didn't have previously. Um, didn't have previously, um, and then we've also incorporated telehealth into the here. So, you know, for us in terms of revenue contribution uh, for existing customers, we see an impact of about five to ten percent in terms of increased ARPU, in terms of increased ARPU expectation. But more to come, like I said, early days.
1: That's uh, very helpful. And appreciate the additional color. Just, just a quick follow-up, uh, maybe for Bob. Just, just as we think about the, the nine additional verticals in simple practice, goals in simple practice. Where do you think uh, are, are the low-hanging fruit of like which verticals do you see yourself having the most success over the, the next coming qu- quarters to, to years? And and how much will kind of having the, the starter package really help catalyze adoption there?
2: Oh thanks, and That's a good question. Yeah, so I think strong inroads in mental health, of course, but the new professions of, you know, speech language pathology, occupational therapy. cap Terror recently listed us as a as a high uh, as a high scorer for massage therapy as well. Uh those are those are well underway, and we're seeing you know conversion rates in the mid to high thirties there right now, and very strong retention similar to our mental health. so I think that those three will continue to be high charger for chargers for us, but we're continuing to push forward in in others like physical therapy and uh, physical therapy and uh nutrition uh dietitians, so acupuncture or so uh, we're intense so. Uh, we're in 10. We're on our way.
1: We're on our way. Perfect. Helpful. Congrats again. Thank you. Thanks for taking that questions. Thanks. You bet.
0: Thank you, Bob. And the next question comes from John Davis with Raymond James. Please proceed.
4: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um maybe quickly, Bob, start. Uh, yes, $250 million or so on the cash from the balance sheet valuation. There seem to be coming down, how there seem to be coming down, um, capital allocation. One is, what's at the top of the list? Have you seen, to the top of the list, have you seen, uh, kind of the bid ask spread normalized? What's on kind of donor drive and help pay 24? Do those assets fit
5: strategically?
4: You know, do, are there assets you could buy to accelerate the growth there? Just given kind of the relatively immaterial part of it. A revenue just thoughts there
2: would be helpful hey john nice to hear from you so yeah the bid and ask you know i'm not sure that there's been a you know such a compression or normalization yet uh, between bids and asks but uh, we're certainly in the market now with, uh, we're certainly in the market now with, uh, as uh, as the edp of cork dev and uh, of cork dev and we're we're, we're we're looking around, mapping, and evaluating uh, several different things. Some of which are could be impactful in our emerging businesses, like HealthPay 24, Donor Drive. Um, too early to say where we go there yet, but um, but we're active and in, in, yeah, we know we've got the the capital and, and and the currency to be able to be active. We plan to be. Okay, and then, okay, and then Commissioner, just
4: as we two things I want to touch on in regards to kind of the guide, one is 22-2. If I just look at two, if I just look at, you know, the 1-2 guide and, and kind of call out from a cadence or seasonality perspective, I mean, it appears that you kind of need high single-digit uh, growth sequentially throughout the year to kind of get some midpoint of the week throughout the year to kind of get you know, midpoint of the ball's out and, you know, kind of the latter you know, kind of part of the year. And then bigger picture – you know, eighty eight gross margins, thirty plus percent, gross margins, thirty plus percent downly. Like, how do we think more on the gross more down like, how do we think more on the gross margin side? Is this something we can see sure. and then you know, how do you think about letting kind of some of the top line upside, slow kind of some of the top line upside, slower EBITDA if if and when that would happen, or EBITDA, if if and
1: when that would happen? Sure. Thanks,
3: uh, thanks John. Good good district. Thanks, John. Good Good you know, I guess first on the seasonality. You know, I guess first on the seasonality. The business is pretty smooth from a sequential perspective. Um, you know, where we do have a bit of seasonality is when You know, where we do have a bit of seasonality is moved to the point of your question. So to the point of your question. There for us within enterprise. There for us within enterprise for revenue. Um, there's concentration of tax billing within invoice cloud that occurs in that period, and also within donor drives. Um, so you know, we do see a sequential step down actually between Q4 It'll step down actually between Q4 seasonality otherwise it is seasonality otherwise it is pretty pretty stable in, in total revenue perspective um, and then on the long term side you know first on gross margins um You know i think it it will be a couple years out here before we see that level of expansion expansion we're pretty well optimized today on the margin i think where you'll see uh the upside coming from um is you know higher price points, I think, um, for us in the future. Um, and then further optimization on the customer support delivery side. Those are kind of our two big levers to drive the margin expansion. Um, and then, you know, EBITDA I would say in terms of achieving that thirty percent um, target is a little is a little bit longer out and really depends a little bit longer out and really depends on um the opportunities we see right now we have huge opportunities uh to to drive top line growth that's where we're focused um you know to the extent that that changes we'll we'll obviously get to that uh target get to that uh target
4: Nothing okay, just quickly okay, Nothing just quickly the line you guys anticipate spending that and kind of holding to the ebitda guide or should we kind of uh, guide or should we kind of expect we were to get top line outside this year if we were to get top on that side this year. Yeah, well,
3: it, it, it will largely be reinvesting for growth this year in, in those two main areas um, that I mentioned on the call. In terms of marketing, in terms of marketing, predominantly on the SMB side, that's in our product roadmap.
5: Okay. Okay. Very
4: helpful. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Sterling. The next question comes from Bob Napoli with William Boyer. Please proceed.
6: Uh, thank you. Uh, good afternoon, Bob and Cassandra. Nice job on the quarter. Really, really good to see. Uh, Thanks, Bob. So, it, uh, in uh, the SMB segment, uh, what percentage today? Uh, can you remind me what percentage or remind us what percentage is is mental health? And you know, as you look out over the next uh, Five to ten years, if you would, I guess, or three to five, maybe. Uh, what, what do you think the other verticals, uh, the organic or verticals, uh, organic, what is the opportunity? What would you, what is the opportunity? What would you expect that mix to look like? Sure, thanks for the question. Sure, thanks
3: for the question. Um, so, you know, today, the, the SMB business with health, um, so think north of 90% mental health, north of 90% mental health percent for the additional specialties. Um, so the, you know the additional specialties are, are nascent today, but that's where we're seeing pretty fast growth um, and expect uh, to continue to drive faster growth there in, in over the next several years. So we'll see that mix shift up. Um, you know. Couldn't tell you with any precision today on on where that would get to, but certainly we'll start to see uh, additional specialties pick up more share. I do think it will be concentrated in uh, the verticals that we know we're getting strong traction today, so speech-language pathology, occupational therapists, massage therapy, and then also physical therapy.
6: Thank you. And uh, you are uh, ramping up marketing and In that part of the business, can you give any, uh, give us some color on kind of trends in LTV to CAC or the, any, any, uh, different trends in the conversion rates from, uh, free to use to uh, paying customers? And is it very, do those LTVs, uh, and conversion rates vary much by, uh, vertical?
3: Um sure. So, you know, on an LTV to CAC basis, certainly we're highly efficient, uh, in mental health for SMB, uh, in mental health for SMB. Um, so, you know, we, we do see higher, uh, polls, but we're looking to, we'll look to optimize those over the next several years, optimize those over the next several years. For 2022, we're we're kind of deliberately investing we're we're kind of deliberately investing for growth and expect to take down adult but still in a high adult but still in a highly, you know, it's still a highly efficient model, 10x LTV to CAC ratios, 10x LTV to CAC ratios, less right. than 12 months on payback. So it makes perfect sense to do. Um, you know, and I think another thing that we're doing in the year is really um, the brand so that we're, you know, speaking more holistically beyond mental health to all of these different wellness verticals. So those are kind of the two two main areas of focus from a marketing perspective.
6: And then, just lastly, any update? And then, just lastly, any update? You know, the monetization of Monarch is. You know, what is the strategy behind Monarch? You know, what is the strategy behind Monarch? Does that have a, a chance to become a material part of the business?
2: So we still, uh, you know, we're still in early stages. It's becoming more and more evident that it's a really critical piece of the of the puzzle for us to drive. You know, organic growth really of new trials, or uh, you know, right now in mental health, but ultimately across all uh, for, for, for clinicians. Uh, for, for, for clinicians, uh, no plans to you know revenue from it in 2020. Revenue from it in 2020. We do have some interesting. We do have some interesting. What's going on that are that are that are proving out to be very effective for us to drive. Effective for us to drive. You know. Appointments, good, good solid tracks in play for us.
6: Great. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Cassandra. Appreciate it. Thank you. Jen comes from Scott Berg with me. Jen
0: comes from Scott
3: Berg with me.
4: Hi everyone, congrats on the great quarter and thanks for taking my questions. I have two. Thanks for taking my questions. I have two. Um I saw the change in Um I saw the change in being early so far from customers. How should being early so far from customers? How should or kind of you know cadence around or kind of you know cadence around the new pricing? You know, really is the new pricing. You know, really is an opportunity to just capture maybe some customers uh, maybe didn't attach to the platform or maybe some of your you know customers that were likely to buy it. Customers that were likely to buy us points, but then you know, be more uh, apt to kind of you know get upsell or, or, or you know on the higher price points as as their life with the company um, goes forward um, goes forward.
2: The um,
3: So you know, certainly still early days on the certainly still early days on the for simple practice. Um, you know, motivation there really was a you know motivation there really was a, a having the starter. As having the starter, customers who are, are sorry, customers who are, are, sorry, practitioners who are earlier in there really, um, capturing, a, really um, capturing a segment of the market that we're not really yes. just kind of realigning the value of, just kind of realigning the value of our offerings that have kind of been sold and add to the needs of our customers. So we've woven telehealth into the higher price, woven telehealth into the higher price offerings. Um, you know, I don't think you'll see us you know, we're not going to be programmatic about pricing. Um, it really will be in line when, and roll out, uh, a future, and roll out, uh, a future features to our customers. Um, so not something that, you know, you'll expect from us every year or anything like that.
4: Got it helpful. And then my follow up is on the enterprise business. Um, us say in uh, general, price, uh, trend general, price, uh, trend year over year, but revenues were up roughly Euro over year, but revenues were up roughly correct there. How should we think about pricing around your, you know, your, your payment services? There, are they pretty stable at this point, um, or should we maybe um or should we maybe expect some further changes? Whether that's you know, up to? Yeah,
3: pricing in the enterprise segment has. Yeah, pricing in the enterprise segment has. Um, you know, I wouldn't expect anything. Um, you know, I wouldn't expect anything in the way of changes, at least as a Great. Great.
4: That's all we have. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Scott. The next question comes from Ashwin Shervakar with City Group. Please proceed.
5: Um, hello. Uh, hi, Cassandra. Uh, good results and outlook and appreciate all the detail and appreciate all the detail. Uh, Thank first, you. I guess the first question I have is if you could provide some, you know, some idea of the baseline. Right uh, when you when you have uh, practitioners come in, to, uh, practitioners come in to go into what used to be known as Pro and is now Plus, known as Pro and is now Plus that you're seeing, and, and is there a revenue split um, you could provide between solo versus group, mean solo versus group, um, you know, and. I guess let me, let me start there. Uh, any any sort of metrics or granularity that calculation is today, and then we can talk about uh, about the pricing. I guess about, uh, about the pricing. I guess.
3: Sure, it's it's early in the pricing roll. It's it's early in the pricing rollout, so a bit tough for us to say what the actual mix between all of the product um, sensing. I will tell you, is we've seen, really strong utilization of our higher priced offerings across our existing. Um, customer base today so um, customer base today so the overwhelming majority of them were using our higher price offering before we rolled out um, these we rolled out um, these these new offerings so our expectation is that you know based on the features in each one of those packages that will skew uh, more heavily to that um, on the starter pack that, um, on the starter packages that we hadn't otherwise options uh, that we hadn't otherwise in um, their journey and don't Uh, in their journey and don't, uh, necessarily need or, you know, aren't planning on using the fully featured option right away, but that ultimately they'll, they'll upgrade in solo versus group. you know, again, pretty stable trends there. We have one point six clinicians on average per customer, um, and we've seen that uh, tick up over. You know, the so pretty stable trends overall, and we so pretty stable trends overall, and we've seen strong uptake from groups.
5: Right, and and just moving to the enterprise side, I guess uh, there's been a couple of uh, management changes. What should we expect? What should we expect from that? And could you also comment on sort of the pipeline of large accounts considering
2: uh, the solutions there now, particularly for Invoice Cloud? Yeah, thanks for that question. Right, we are super excited about Kevin O'Brien uh, coming in. He's got a great background in go-to-market, had a great background in go-to-market products. And a lot of strategies, both with PT strategies, both with PT uh at PTC he managed over uh PTC he managed over a new in the and product line that he had a new in the and product line that he had. The president of our enterprise, the president of our enterprise solutions, And solutions, and, and really well with some decent size really well with some decent sized accounts we actually you may remember that it's with guidewire and the insurance It's with guidewire and the insurance I think we announced on the I think we announced on the in 2021 we have already the largest financial services deal that we've ever had with a deal that we've ever had with a guidewire partner. So we're off to the races. That gate is now open. So we're really excited about our migration up the enterprise chain. And I think we've got great prospects there. Awesome. Great.
5: Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Question comes from Terry Tillman. Question comes from Terry Tillman the, the Truist. Please proceed.
4: Yeah, hi, hi, Bob and Cassandra. Uh, I'll echo the congratulations. Two questions. Actually, one, like, a almost a two-part, so maybe it's two-and-a-half questions. So hope that's okay. Um, I think first I'm going to ask on the enterprise side, um, I know – I think you all talked about outbound campaigns. Uh, outbound campaigns. Um, one question. H- how much of your customer base is starting to use outbound campaigns, and, and what kind of lift is that creating in terms of getting more folks to do uh, paperless billing, uh, uh, paperless billing, uh, and, and payments as opposed to maybe just kind of natural expansion citizen or somebody's going to, you know, add another online payment service or et cetera. I'm just curious kind of like what you see from those different kind of like what you see from those different angles on how same store sales grows. Right. Good.
2: Right. Campaigns are really targeted. campaigns are really targeted at delinquent uh delinquent payables, right, or receivables. So they typically and we use you know outbound campaigns that are directed through our IVR interactive voice response system that makes a phone call and you no, know, you 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 may have forgotten but your bill is is, is is late or your payment is late, you know, click to make a payment. So I think those those to make a payment. So I think that the, the lift is you know it's immediate because we rolled it out in you know sort of the, the second half of last year. But uh you know it's I would say it is, you know, incrementate it is, you know, incrementary. I don't know if that helps.
4: It definitely helps. Um, yeah, and just a follow up question, I know Cassandra was talking earlier about, you know, a kind of a conscious decision to pro- you know, a kind of a conscious decision to probably bring down the uh, the L C B to catch. Uh, you know, in, in 2022, is there some incremental spending, maybe some branding? One thing I'm curious about—it's amazing in terms of how that drives the uh, the, the customer growth, drives the uh, the, the customer growth and, and conversion to paid customers. But is there any kind of testing and learning of other kind of top of funnel go-to-market activities you're thinking about in 22?
3: Sure. Thanks. Sure. Thanks, Terry, for the question. Um, you know, I think we'll you'll see us still remain, you know, very focused on uh, targeted digital marketing efforts. Um, you know, we certainly spent a fair bit of time in Q4 uh, testing new marketing programs and channels. Um, we'll continue to do some of that today, but I think it's a very efficient go-to-market motion for us on the SMB side. Um, so, you know, we're more or less doubling down on that and really investing in the brand. Um, and going after uh, our additional specialty markets, a little bit more specialty markets, a little bit more deliberately. Um, you know, looking on that, nothing n- terribly new or different from, from.
0: Thank you, Terry. The next question comes from Jason Kupferberg think of America. Please proceed.
4: Great. Thanks, guys. Wanted to just start with uh, NRR really strong here in 2021. I think you said 119%. How should we think about that trending in 2022? Do you think you triple-digit zone? Triple-digit zone?
3: Yeah, thanks, Jason. Um, You know, I think we'll see pretty stable trends there. Um, you, You know, I we still see a lot of opportunity to expand ARPU on the SMB side, so that naturally will, um, keep NRR elevated. Also with the pricing and packaging change, we're expecting that to have a positive impact on ARPU, so that will certainly play into it, um, a little bit. And then continued, um, pretty stable growth on the adoption side of things for enterprise, so, you know, pretty stable with what we are, what we saw in 2021.
4: Right, right, okay. And um, just on the margins, um, how much of a headwind are you expecting in 2022 from having, like, a full year of public company costs and just kind of looking at, you know, year over year? And I know there's going to be some decline, you know, at least at the midpoint, 2022 versus 2021, but I'm assuming some of it is just a function of having a full year of, of absorbing those those costs.
6: Sure, that's
3: that's exactly right. So we started incurring public company costs in Q4 largely of this past year. Um, So with the full year impact of that, you're looking at an incremental, you know, roughly seven to eight million dollars hitting the P&L. Seven to
4: eight million incremental year over year in 22. Correct. Okay, great. Thank you, guys.
5: Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. The next question comes from Josh Beck with KeyBank. Please proceed. Hey guys, this is Maddie on for Josh. Um, the first question that I have for you, um, the first question that I have for you is, you know, with um, clinics opening back up in person, how you're seeing that affect your telehealth and where you see that going in the future. And then my second question is, any
5: sort of cut off the businesses. Thanks. off the businesses.
2: Thanks. So, uh, uh, thanks, Maddie. I'm going to say that the we are really not seeing any material change or deviation in the mix of uh, you know new clinicians taking on the product and telehealth and so forth. We have sort of rebundled a little bit, and we include telehealth in our in our top bundle, which. Has a lot of other things as well, so we can't be completely sure that they're taking it for telehealth only, but, uh, we think that, we think that telehealth is a new normal, frankly, you know, going forward for, uh, mental health clinicians for sure. Uh, it's just, you know, they're, they're all, they're, they're serving clients all across the country now based on their specialty. So, uh, I, I think that we're, we're pretty, uh, solid on telehealth for the future.
3: And then I think the second part of your question was on payback periods. Um, so, you know, in terms of sales and marketing efficiency, um, we certainly did increase the level of investment in Q4. So, you know, saw paybacks dip, you know, slightly. Um, you know, and we're expecting them to dip slightly again, expecting them to dip slightly again in 2022 as we invest to drive um, top-line growth, in particular on the SMB side of the business. So, you know, that, that's where we're... We're putting our investment, um, you know, you still see payback periods less than 12 months in the SMB space um, by far. So um, that's kind of what we're using as our guide today.
0: Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. We have a follow-up from Sterling Audi. Please proceed.
4: Yeah, thanks, guys. Actually, it's not a follow-up. Thanks for squeezing me in for my first question. Um, Just wanted to know, on the enterprise side, you talked about, you know, new customers ramping being a big part of 22 growth. Can you talk about what you saw in terms of sales cycles in the enterprise business in the fourth quarter and what the pipeline looks like for 22?
3: Sure. So from a sales cycle perspective for enterprise, you know, they vary between three and nine months generally. Um, And then we have uh, an implementation cycle kind of somewhere in the six to nine months. Um, Pretty stable trends there. Um, I don't know, Bob, anything you'd add?
2: No, I think that, you know, we had a good quarter for bookings and, you know, go lives. You know, we, we had a really good second half, frankly. So I think that no real surprises, kind of a steady cadence.
4: Great, and then one follow up on that in the price side. Are you seeing your customers do anything to further promote adoption and usage? I would imagine the pandemic obviously was a huge, you know, driver to that adoption, but are there any kind of communication, email programs or other things that you're seeing that are helping drive further adoption yet during the pandemic?
2: Good question, Sterling. I think that we we do provide a lot of guidance to our customers to help them understand opportunities for increasing digital adoption, online payment adoption. You know, as as you know, our, our as as you know, our our and in the invoice cloud side, our billers' perfect world is 100% online payment, preferably through auto pay, and 100% paperless. Uh, billing. So, you know, we provide a lot of tips that help them get there, and you know, actually work with them to run marketing programs that that absolutely drive uh, drive higher adoption.
4: Got it. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Sterling. Thank you, Sterling. We have another follow-up from Bob Napoli. Please proceed.
6: Uh, thank you, uh, for the follow-up. Um uh, just on, uh, Bob last quarter, you had explained, uh, enterprises uh, enterprise just uh, dipping their toe into the consumer finance and insurance segment in GuideWire. How, in GuideWire, how, how large, first of all, is consumer finance and insurance in enterprise and how big is the opportunity and do you have a pipeline there?
2: So much stronger pipeline in insurance to take them in reverse order bob but we have a we have a strong pipeline certainly have a strong pipeline in insurance driven by our alliances uh you know our alliance partners in insurance and i would say that uh consumer finance we have a handful of consumer finance customers but we have so much pipeline and activity going on in insurance that we're that we're, you know, m- much more focused on that because it's happening, you know, it's, it's, and we've got a very strong product market sit there, strong product market sit there, consumer finance. In terms of the size of the markets, consumer finance is probably the largest vertical that we, probably the largest vertical that we have. And, you know, so we, would, uh, we're already in it but we'll get bigger in it as we move forward. We'll get bigger in it as we move forward for us to to look around and see if there are any inorganic opportunities as well. Opportunities as well.
6: Thanks, and is there any in consumer finance, is it targeted towards like auto loan repayments or specific sector and specific sector and...
2: really auto loan, I I think think auto loans and, and general lending... There's some, you know, we're also, you know, in discussions with some mortgage finance and so forth, but on the consumer and so forth, but on the consumer, consumer finance side, it's been primary. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Mr. Napoli. There are no additional, there are no additional questions registered at this time, so I'll pass the conference to Bob for closing remarks.
2: Thank you, uh, and and thank you for all your questions. It's great to hear your voices again. Uh, I have been pointing results in our first year as a public company with 48% annually, with 48% annual revenue growth. Momentum across the business drove another quarter of record revenue performance. Standouts are the strong customer growth numbers and exceptional customer retention continues to be compelling as we address a huge market opportunity as product leaders, huge market opportunity as product leaders in the markets we're focused on today. Forward is to speaking with you again at the Bank of America Electronic Payment Symposium on March 21 and on our Q1 call later this spring. Thank you.
0: That concludes the Engage Smart Q4 2021 Earnings Call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect your line.